Miracy. One day, a young man walked into the village square and declared that he had the most perfect heart of the whole valley. A crowd gathered around him and all admired his heart because it was indeed perfect. No stains, no defects. Yes, they agreed, it was indeed the most beautiful heart they had ever seen. The young man was proud and boasted even more about his beautiful heart. Suddenly, an old man appeared from the crowd and he said aloud, Listen, your heart is not half as beautiful as mine. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the story coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. Each episode, we're going to explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. The crowd and the young man looked at the heart of the old man. It beat powerfully, but it was also full of scars. It had spots where parts had been removed and replaced by other pieces, but those didn't fit well. And there were a few jagged edges. In some places, there were deep ridges where parts were completely missing. The people were staring at the old man. How could he claim that his heart was more beautiful, they thought. The young man looked at the battered heart of the old man and laughed. You're joking, he said, to compare your heart with mine? My heart is perfect, and yours is a hodgepodge of scars and tears. Yes, said the old man, yours looks perfect, but I would never swap with you. Each scar stands for someone whom I have given my love. I tore out a piece of heart and gave it to them, and often they gave me a piece of their heart that fit into the empty space of mine. They do not always fit perfectly. That is why I also have a few ragged edges. But I appreciate them greatly because they remind me of the love that I have shared. Sometimes I got nothing in return. These are the empty slots. Giving love also means taking risks. Sometimes those empty slots hurt and they remain open but they also remind me of the love I have felt for those people. I hope they'll return one day and fill in the blank spots. Do you recognize now what true beauty is? The young man stood still and tears ran down his cheeks. He walked up to the old man, reached to his perfect heart, ripped out a piece and offered it to the old man. The old man took it and put it into his heart. He took a piece of his old, battered heart, and with it he closed the wound in the heart of the young man. It was not a perfect fit. There were a few jagged edges. The young man looked at his heart. It was no longer perfect, but he thought it more beautiful than before, because he felt the love of the old man run through it. He put his arm around the shoulder of the old man, and they walked away together, side by side. Stories will sometimes offer a version of life that seems perfect, but if we scratch the surface, they will more often reflect to us our pain, our scars, and our humanity. In this episode, we'll explore the connection between risk, vulnerability, and connection, so we can discover more of the hidden wisdom in these tales, and I hope 
leave you to consider what the story may mean to you and to your business. It's interesting to me that the young man equates beauty with perfection, and he shows off his perfect heart with such pride. The people gathered seem to buy into this interpretation because when the old man suggests that his battered heart is more beautiful, they don't understand how this could be so. The idea of beauty transforms in this story from a thing of perfection to an expression of love and connection. I'm always amazed by the transformation of the young man in this story. At first, he seems almost arrogant, so sure of his perfect heart and yet quickly is moved to realize that the old man speaks truth. I think that entrepreneurs often strive for perfection. I see this all the time. Everything needs to be just so, sometimes at the expense of progressing in their business. It's a frustrating pursuit because it's clear that we can never create the perfect thing. And the more we strive for perfection, the further we move from success. This story is such a powerful lesson. In order to be successful in business, we can't wait for the perfect offer or the perfect client. We need to just go out there to give of ourselves or our creativity or our imperfect offering into the world. Sometimes it won't be returned or appreciated and we'll be left with that gaping heart. But there will be exchange, there will be return. And this is the sign of a healthy, thriving business. We need to dare to open up to rejection, like the love in this story, the love that's not quite returned or not quite what we imagined. It's like the business that's a little different, perhaps, to the perfect idea we have, but instead be ready for the growth and learning and success along the way. I believe that this story is a call for vulnerability, to allow ourselves to fail in business, which always sounds better and easier in reality. For years, I agreed intellectually that failure was a critical part of the business journey and we should embrace it until I experienced failure, programs that didn't sell, stalling revenues and all the rest that comes with building a business. And it's hard. It's really hard. And no one talks about that much. But in hindsight, I can see that every failure truly led to something better, at least in the long run. So we're left scarred and battered. Yes, just like the hodgepodge heart in the story the heart of the old man. And yet the entrepreneur has experienced and learned and grown, and that truly is beautiful and ultimately will lead to success. In the story, the old man speaks about the risk of loving, the risk that you won't be loved back, the risk that your heart will be left with a gaping wound because that love has not been returned. I think this presents an interesting implication around business in that we need to risk that what we do may not be received the way we intend it to be received. It may not be loved and appreciated the way we would like it to be in our business. We as entrepreneurs often come up with these wonderful ideas and as we work away on these ideas in our own minds and in our own little spaces We're not risking anything, we're just creating, which is truly wonderful. The risk is when you put it out into the world, when you open up to people giving you feedback, when you open up to people saying no to not being able to sell that thing that you're trying to sell, that you've just created, that often you're so deeply connected to. And so I think the story speaks to that need 
to let go, to take risk, to try to send our most precious, most beautiful gifts out into the world. And even in the place where it's not received or acknowledged, there's still truth there, there's still beauty there, there's still the opportunity to offer this gift into the world. And so it speaks to the risk of going out and doing the thing you're most passionate about and sharing your gifts with the world. But it's also that that in itself has value, even if it doesn't land the way we intend it to. And the feedback, the piece around, okay, it didn't work, but you keep going, you keep sharing, you keep giving more, you keep trying again. It's not like the old man loved once, it wasn't received, he saw that was beautiful and then moved on and never shared again. The old man is saying, you have to keep loving, you have to keep giving. And I think in business, we have to keep doing that thing we're called to do. We have to keep trying new things. We have to keep moving forward. And that's the beauty of our journey as entrepreneurs. That's the beauty of the kinds of businesses that we can create when we're creating from the heart. Another interesting aspect of the story is the relationship between the old man and the young man. At first, it would seem that the old man is full of wisdom, the young man is arrogant, and yet the young man is open enough to be able to step forward. He's deeply moved by the old man's wisdom, by his words, and he offers a piece of his heart to the old man first. He understands almost immediately that his heart can't be perfect and therefore beautiful because of that perfection. He understands that he needs to take that step and give of himself. And then there's that beautiful exchange. So I think it's interesting, it almost turns on its head this idea of mentorship to more of an idea of collaboration and interaction. So yes, the old man offers wisdom, but the young man is smart enough and open enough to take action on that wisdom. And then the true collaborative spirit moves forward. I think this is a really important lesson for business, that sometimes wisdom comes from unusual places and wisdom is useless unless we're prepared to take action around it. When our work comes from our heart, when it comes with the intention of sharing our love, sharing our gift, sharing our creativity with the world, then that is recognized by the people we are meant to serve. And that recognition is what creates this beautiful connection, this beautiful collaboration. The end of the story, the old man and the young man walk away arm in arm. They've created this beautiful, deep connection. And I think that's the potential for the kind of businesses we want to build. So where we have this genuine, open-hearted relationship with the people we serve, because it comes from a place of service, it comes from a place of generosity, and perhaps a place of love. And that's the true gift of the work we can do in the world. I often share the example of a program that I was launching with great anticipation of the you know, 30 or 40 people I was going to have in this new program, I put my heart and soul into it and spent a lot of money and time and effort in launching this program. And it was a total failure. It just didn't sell. And I found myself in that situation years after having created this business and having been reasonably successful, just feeling like I don't know how to move forward from here. I was literally on the floor with... Uh, I just can't do this anymore. And I remember a few weeks went by, a little bit of business came in here and there that kind of kept me going. 
but I was really questioning my path forward. I was really questioning, could I keep trying? Could I keep doing new things? Could I keep putting myself out there? I loved and really believed in the program that I was launching. I just didn't get anyone to buy it. And so it was a complete failure. And a few weeks later, a business friend called and she said she knew that I was having this launch and she asked how it went. And I didn't want to talk about it. I hadn't spoken about it since it had all happened. I hadn't really told anyone outside of my own business what had happened. But on that day, and perhaps that tone of voice, I don't know what it was, she said to me, how did it go? I said, oh, it was a total disaster. And her response really surprised me because she said, oh, I'm so sorry, what happened? And I told her that it just didn't sell. And she said, you know what, let's schedule a date and let's do a postmortem. Let's figure out what happened and why it failed. And I said, are you serious? You really do that for me? She said, absolutely. And so a few weeks later, we met and we went through it and I started to really draw the lessons that I needed to draw from this experience and understand what had gone wrong. And from that moment on, when people asked me about things I had done or experience I had had, or when I caught up with business colleagues over the next six months or 12 months, and we recalled you know, what had happened during this time, the first thing I shared was my absolute failure. And I found that everyone I shared it with they said to me, oh, Lisa, you know, that's happened to me too. It, it's really hard. And how are you doing now? And there was so much sharing and so much compassion and so many offers for help. It was astounding. It really, really floored me. And from that moment on, I took those lessons and I applied it and I moved forward. And I won't say I never failed again, because of course I did, but I began to realize how important that failure was and my ability to connect with others, but most importantly, also how not to make the same mistakes again and how to learn from that and connect with the people who could support me to grow to the next level in the business. And so when I think back of how my friend reached out and offered a hand, offered some really tangible help, it reminds me of how the old man and the young man arm in arm walked away from the village square. It reminds me of that sense of connection and togetherness and how to move forward we need to share and learn and and bear our scars, bear our wounds sometimes, but that's in service of this incredible connection and this incredible love, actually, that helps us move forward and helps us go on to bigger and better things in our life and in our business. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business, you can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes Making It, Just Between Coaches, and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb, Jeff Govertson assembled the episode, and Danny Innie is our executive producer. So you don't miss the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out.